Shalom to all. Today's office is Ramos Kuvav. We are starting at the very top of the daf. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basab, Yaakov, Misha, Hernish, Shalom, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Mars, Freyda, Chalia, Bela, Basab, Yitzchak, Tzvi, Hernish, Shalom, Shadav, and Aliyah. And we continue talking about Chalitza, Tanar, Bano, we have a brand new Chalitza, Mutask, Shera, a mistaken Chalitza is kosher, which means if the Bezin tricked him into doing Chalitza, it's still valid. The Gemara asks, Ezui Chalitza Mutas. What does that mean, Chalitza Mutas, where they tricked him to doing Chalitza? Amrish Laka, she says, If the Bezin told him, you're going to end up marrying her. Even though that doesn't really make any sense because how's Chalitza marrying her? They tricked him and he did it. That's considered valid Chalitza. Amal Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon told him, I have a bride that says, Ben Shen Shen If he had Kavana for Chalitza but she didn't have Kavana or if she had Kavana for Chalitza and he didn't have Kavana, Chalitza subsula, that's not a valid Chalitza. Both of them have to have Kavana this is Chalitza. And you're saying it's a valid Chalitza? He didn't know that this is Chalitza. He thought this was Yibam. By doing Chalitza, he thought he was marrying her. So that can't be considered a valid Chalitza. Ella, rather, Rabbi Yechon says, What is Chalitza Mutaz? If they tell him, Do Chalitza on condition that she's going to give you 200 Zos. They do Chalitza and she does not have to give him 200 Zos. Now, why is that? That's because this is a Tanai that does not fit with Tanai Bnei God Bnei Ruvain. What is that? So we know when Amisho was going into Yisrael, Shevet Ruvain, God, and half Shevet Menasha approached Mesh Rabbeinu asking if they could live on the east side of the Jordan River because there was a lot of pasture for the sheep over there. Mesh allowed them to on condition that they help Amisho fight all the battles with everyone else. Now, Mesh gave them their portion through a shliach. Who is the shliach? Yeshua. So one of the criteria for a proper tanai is that it has to be able to be done through a shliach, and chalitza can't be done through a shliach. So it's not really a real tanai. It's chalitza mutas. They tricked him into thinking that this is going to be considered a valid tanai. It's not a valid tanai in the first place. They did chalitza. It's a valid chalitza, and she doesn't have to give him 200 zoz. And tanai namehacha, we have a brisa just like this. Chalitza mutas k'shera, chalitza mutas is kosher. Ezui chalitza mutas, what is that? If they tell him, do chalitza, as long as she gives you 200 zoz, once Chalitza is done, even though she doesn't give 200 zoz, it's a valid Chalitza. And Umayi said, there's a story, this woman fell to a Yavam who wasn't fitting for her. She was too old, too young, something like that. They just weren't right for each other. And they told the Yavam, do Chalitza on condition that she gives you 200 zoz. And the story came to Chalitza, and he said, it's a kosher Chalitza, it's 100% valid. And another story, a Yavam and Yavama came to Chalitza, so he told the Yavama, my daughter, a mighty stand, which means, you should go do Yibam. Amrla Ima, the mother of the Yivama, told him, Yeshivasa Zuhi Amidasa. If she sits, that's her standing, which means by refraining from doing Yibam, that's the best thing for her to do. Amrla, he asked her, Yadatle, does she know this Yavam? Does she know that perhaps he's up to no good? Amrla, she says, In, yes, he saw that she has a lot of money, and he just wants to use all of her money. He's not really interested in marrying her. Amrla, so he asked the Yivama, Is it really not right for you? You really don't want to do Yibam? Amrla, so she told him, I don't want to do Yibam. Amar Lai, so he told the Yavam, do Chalitza, and that's the way you're going to marry her. So, after he did Chalitza, Amar Lai, he told him, now she's possible to you, now you have to do a proper Chalitza, so she can marry whoever she wants. And another story, the daughter of the father-in-law of Papa fell to a Yavam who was not fitting for her. So she went to Abai, Amar Lai, Abai told him, and that's the way you're going to end up marrying her. He tried to trick the Yavam. Amalei Rav Papa, Rav Papa told Abai, Don't you hold of what Rav Yechanan says, that that's not considered a valid Chalitza, because we have to have the Kavana of both of them, and over here, he thinks he's marrying her, and he doesn't realize that he's doing a Chalitza. So Abai asked Rav Papa, So what should I tell the Yavam? Amalei, so Rav Papa told him, tell him as follows, Do Chalitza on condition that she gives you 200 Zos. Now, after the Yavam did Chalitza, Amalei, so Abai told the Yavam, go give him that 200 Zos. Amalei, so 
Papa told her, bye, Meshat Anibach Avdaleh. She just did a Meshat Anibach. I'm joking with you. I was just tricking you. And therefore, she doesn't have to give him the 200 Zos. Mila Tanya, don't we have a breast that says, Harish Ahaya Barach and Besasrim, someone that escaped from jail. He was put in jail wrongly and he escaped from jail. Bahaya Mahavra Lafanov. And there was a ferry in front of him that was going to cross him across the river as part of his escape. Ba'amar Lay. And he told the ferryman, Tol Dinar Bhaviraini, take a dinar, which is an astronomical amount of money just across the river, and cross me, bring me across the river. He only has to pay him his schar. It's like a guy who jumps in a taxi and says, I'll give you a million dollars if you take me to the airport. When he gets to the airport, he doesn't have to give him a million dollars. Amo, we see from here, a person's able to say, I was just joking with you. I was in such a rush. I had to escape from the authorities. So I told you I was going to give you a crazy amount of money to take me across the river. But he really only has to pay him the regular amount of money. Hachanami, so to over here in the case of the chalitza, she could tell him, I was really just joking with you. I want you to do chalitza, but I'm not going to give you 200 zoz, and it's 100% valid. Now, Abayah was very taken that if Papa was very sharp and astute, and he knew all the answers, he knew everything that was going on with Chalitza. So Amr Leah, Abayah asked her Papa, Avochecha, where's your father? Amr Leah told him, Bamasa, he lives in the city. He asked him, Imachecha, where's your mother live? Amr Leah said, Bamasa, she's in the city. So Abayah realized that the reason why her Papa was so sharp and so smart is because he was living by his parents. The Yaibahu Ene, Abayah looked at her Papa's parents, Ushchivan, and they died. And there's Machlek is why they died. It could be because of Ayn Hara, it could be for some other reason. But either way, we conclude this Gemara with a number of different stories of what exactly Chalitza Mutas is. I think Mark continues to turn around, we have a Brisa. Chalitza Mutas Kshera, a Chalitza Mutas is kosher, get muta apostle. But if someone was tricked into giving a get, that's apostle. Chalitza Meusis Psula, if he was forced into doing Chalitza, that's apostle. Get Meusa kosher. However, if someone's forced to giving a get, that's kosher. The Gemara says, what's the case of Meusis, someone that was forced to do something? Hidamu writes, and if the fellow says, I want to, I feel Chalitza Nami. Even if he wants to do Chalitza, that should be valid. And Viloyama writes, and if he doesn't say, I want to do it, get Nami Loy, so even a get shouldn't be valid if he was forced to do it. So Gemara says, no, Hachikamer, this is what the Brass is saying. Chalitza mutas la'olam kasher. A chalitza mutas, if he was checking to do chalitza, that's always going to be valid. Vigad mutal la'olam pasal, if he was checking to giving a get, that's always going to be pasal. Chalitza mu'usas, vigad mu'usa, if he was forced to do chalitza or forced to do giving a get, zimnan kasher or zimnan pasal. Sometimes it's going to be kasher, sometimes pasal. Hada amar raitani, hada la'amar raitani. If he says, I want to do it, so it's valid. If he doesn't say, raitani, so then it's not valid. The time you have a brisa. The Pasuk tells us, yakir of isai. Now the Pasuk says, yakir of isai twice. And what do we learn from here? Malam This teaches us that we're going to force a person to bring a carbon. If he said, I'm going to bring a carbon, and now he's not bringing it, we're allowed to force him to bring it. Now, Yochum you might think that he's going to be bringing it against his will. It has to be Lerotzayin, meaning he has to want to bring it. Now, it seems a little bit confusing. We're forcing him to bring it, but he wants to bring it. How does that make sense? We force him, we beat him until he says, I really want to do it. And we find the same thing by a get of a woman. We're going to beat him, and we're going to force him to give it until he says, you want to know what? I really want to give the get. And more about Chalitza, we're allowed to have Chalitza done even though we don't recognize the parties involved. We're allowed to have me done even though we don't recognize the parties involved. So a man and woman walk into Bezin and they say, Hello Bezin, we are Yavam and Yavama and we're going to do Chalitza. We're allowed to perform the Chalitza, no problem, even though we don't recognize them. They could be actors coming off the street. It doesn't make a difference. We're allowed to have Chalitza done. But then that's how we say, Lefikach, therefore, Ein Kaisven get Chalitza, Elim Ken Makirin, Ben Kaisven get Mion, Elim Ken Makirin. Edim are not allowed to write a get Chalitza or a get Mion, which is the document that states we saw this Chalitza happen until those Edim know 
who the people involved are that did the chalitza or the mion. And why is that? The chashin al-bazantayin, because we're afraid bezin's going to make a mistake. Right? So usually, a get chalitza says in it, ve'ishtamay the inhu, we, bezdin, establish that he's the brother of the one that passed away. Now, if bezdin or Adim were allowed to write a get chalitza even without recognizing the parties involved, so they're not going to write that line in the get chalitza. She would take it to a different bezdin, and they would say, oh, she has a get chalitza. Great, she can remarry, but they wouldn't ever check to see if the one that did chalitza was the right person. It could have just been an actor off the street. So that's why it has to be that the Adim, or the ones that are writing the Gechalitza, they have to recognize the Yavim and Yavama. Now, for Rava Didea, I mean, Rava himself says, We're not to do Chalitza unless we best didn't recognize them or me unless we recognize them. Therefore, Adim are allowed to write this Gechalitza or Gechalitza, even though they don't recognize them. Wouldn't have to be afraid for Bezintain, because since Bezin recognizes them, even though the Adim don't recognize them, there's no problem. And Kofav Ombez with the brand new Mishnah. Mrs. Chalitza, the following is the procedure of Chalitza. Him and the Yavama come to Bezdin, and they try to give him Eitzah, advice that's good for him. And we already said, if they're too old or too young and they don't really fit with each other, they're not a good match, so they try to convince them to do Chalitza, not Yibam. Now, what do we do by Chalitza? So, she says the following Pasuk, My Yavam does not want to establish a name for his brother in Yisrael. He doesn't want to do Yibam. Then the Yavam says, I don't want to marry her. They say it in Then the Pasuk tells us of and his Yivam approaches him in front of the Zakanim. She removes his shoe from his foot. She spits in front of him. What do we learn from there? The Dayanim have to see the spit. She speaks up and she says, So shall be done to the man that doesn't want to build the house of his brother. And up until here, Bezin will make them recite these Psukim, which means Bezin calls out, Yivama, you say these Psukim. Yavam, you say these psukim, and then they would have to repeat after Bezdin. However, when Rehurkinus was under the tree in Kfar Etam, and he made them say psukim, Vagamar's Kola Parsha, he finished the entire Parsha. He made them say the Pasuk of Vinikrashma be Yisrael, Beis Chalutz Hanol. So then, Hochskulia's Gemma Kola Parsha, from then on it was established that by every Chalitza we finished the entire Parsha. Now that last Pasuk is Vinikrashma be Yisrael, Beis Chalutz Hanol, and we learn from there, Mitzvah Bidayanim, Vilay Mitzvah Bitalmidim, it's a Mitzvah that Dayanim say it, but not the Talmidim. Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, Mitzvah Kola Imdim Sham, Loimer Chalutz there's a mitzvah for everyone that's standing there to say chalutz hanal. And Amar Rabbi tells us mitzvah chalitza. The procedure of chalitza is as follows: Kaira, they have her say psukim, the kaira, and then they have him say psukim. The chalitza, she does chalitza, she removes his shoe. The she spits, the kaira, and then they have her say more psukim. The Gemara asks Mikamash Blon, what's the chiddush? We already know that. Masnisin he, the Mishnah told us that. The Gemara answers Hakamash Blon, mitzvah hachi. That's the mitzvah. That's the way to do it. The apach lamba. However, if it was switched around, if they did something out of order, no problem. And Tainami hachi, we have a brass just like that. We had this previously. Bein checkedim chalitza. If the chalitza came before the spitting, or the spitting came before the chalitza, it's not a problem. Whatever was done was done, and it's still valid. And Amr Bahi says, The one that's calling out the psukim to be said, meaning she and him are going to be repeating after this person, he shouldn't call out to her to say the word by itself, and then she repeats the word and then and then to repeat the words because that implies me that he wants to marry me. If the fellow is going to say, repeat after me, lie, lie, avayavmi, 
of a Yavmi. So then it's going to sound like he's saying, no, I want him to marry me. Ella, what the person should say is, loyavayavmi. He has to say it in one pasuk. Repeat after me, Yavama. Loyavayavmi. And then she says, loyavayavmi, which means he doesn't want to marry me. And also, v'loy lekrilididei, when he calls out to the Yavim to repeat after him, he shouldn't say, loy lechudei, the word loy by itself. And then, chafatzti lechudei, the word chafatzti by itself. Demashma, chafatzti lekachta, it's mashma, I want to marry her. Again, because if he's saying, loy, it sounds like he's saying, no, I want to marry her. He has to say it in one shot. Now, Rava Amar, Rava says it's not a problem to break it up. He's just pausing in the middle of one sentence, and pausing in the middle of a sentence is not a problem. Now, Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi saw that Rav Kahana was being involved in a chalitza, and he was going through a lot of trouble to make sure that she says in one shot. So, Rav Ashi asked Rav Kahana, You don't hold what Rava said that it's not a problem to pause in the middle. Armalay told him, Rava agrees by the sentence of that that has to be said in one shot. The Pasuk of could be broken up into two sections, but has to be said in one shot. And Amar Bayi tells us, the one that's writing the Get Chalitza, meaning he's writing what happened to Bezdin, should write as follows, we made her read from the Pasuk of up until the Pasuk of and then we had him read the following, min loy, from the Pasuk of loy, ad lekachta, until lekachta. And then we made her say the Pasuk, min kacha, from the Pasuk of kacha, va'ad chalut Now the entire Pasuk wasn't written, just these words that we quoted were written. And the reason why the entire Pasuk is not written is because cloth that doesn't have sirtut, parchment without lines etched into it, is not allowed to have more than three consecutive words of a Pasuk written on it. So therefore we just had to say the beginning of the Pasuk, loy, avayavmi, chalut so on and so forth, and the entire Pasuk couldn't have been written. Now, Marzotra, Masarte, the Kasav Lakula Parsha, Marzotra, he would etch the lines into the parchment, into the cloth, and then he would write the entire Pasuk out. But now, Askala Marbar Idi, Marbar Idi asks on that, This is something that's not allowed to be written down anyway. There's an Isra to write an individual section or Parsha of the Tyra all by itself. The whole of Tyra has to be written, not different sections. So just because Marzotra made Sirtut, he made these lines in the cloth, that doesn't mean he's allowed to write out the whole Pasuk. There's a totally different Isra of writing out the Pasuk. But then the Gemara says, the halachas, like Marzotra. And why is that? Because the Isra of writing sections of the Torah is for learning purposes, lehislamid, so the cheder child can learn a section here or there. The reason for this is because the Torah was given as one unit, not in different sections. But Ishtar Chalitza is simply an official document of what went on in Bezdin. It's not being used to teach or it's not being used to learn from, and therefore, we are allowed to write out the entire Pasuk as long as it has Sirto. And Amr Abayi tells us, Rakakav, she spat, ruach, and then the wind blew it away, that's not valid at all. My time, but why not? Pasuk tells us that she spits in front of him, and we need that to happen. And if she spat, and then the wind blew it away, so that's not considered spitting in front of him. Hilkoch, therefore, who If he's very tall and she's very short, even if the wind blew it away, it's still considered right in front of him, because the moment it comes out of her mouth, it's right in front of him. She's shorter than him. But let's say she's tall and he's short, so let's say she's a couple heads taller than him. It has to be that the spit goes in front of him, and only then it can be blown away by the wind. When the spit comes out of her mouth, since she's taller than him, it's not considered 
considered to be in front of him, it's still above his head. So we have to wait for the spit to drop down a little bit, and only then, once it's in front of him, if the wind blows it away, it's okay. Amarava, he tells us, Achlatuma, let's say she ate garlic, viruksa, and then she spat. Achlagargishta, if she chewed some sort of clay, viruksa, and then she spat. Loy asav loy klum, that's not valid at all. My time away is that. Viyarka, it says in the Pasek, and she spit. Me'atma be'inon, veleka. It has to be that she's spitting on her own. And over here, she's not spitting on her own. Garlic and clay, and for that matter, other things as well, they're going to produce a lot of saliva in her mouth. So the reason why she's spitting is not because of her own saliva that she produced on her own. Some other external factor had her produce it, so it's not valid. Vamaravarav also says, Srichi Dayan and Lemechsi Roika, the Dayanim have to see the spit. When it comes out of her mouth, the Pasuk says, Lain Hazakanim Viyarka. And we had to conclude a mission by saying, Vinikrash might be Israel, Beis Chalutz Hanal, Mitzvah Bidayan, Vlaib Talmidim. We had said in the mission that it's a mitzvah with Dayanim and not the Talmidim. Whereas Rabbi Huda said not like that. And Tanya we have a Brisa, Am Rabbi Huda, Pamachas Yinu Yashlun Fnei Reb Tarfin. One time we were in front of Reb Tarfin, Uvasi Yivama Lachlet, and Yivama came to do Chalitza, Vamar Lono, and he told us, Anu Kulchem Chalutz Hanal, Chalutz Hanal, Chalutz Hanal. All of you should say Chalutz Hanal three times, and that's what we did. Hajan Lachem Mitzvah Chalitza, Malzor finishing the twelve parak of Masechus Yivamas. We should be able to finish the entire Masechus together, and of course, all of Shas together. Everyone should have a wonderful day.